Welcome to the History of LASK one-on-one sessions. I'm your host, Junior Francis. Now, this series celebrates and aims to preserve and promote the Skia Rocksteady and vintage reggae scene in Southern California and beyond through insightful conversations with legends and modern day talent, including many, many, many friends, uh, folks working behind the scene. So when you listen to this podcast series, watch us on YouTube. A big thank you, larger than life thank you. And please remember to subscribe and tell all your friends and your neighbors and your relatives about the podcast series. On this episode, we welcome members of Los Angeles Blanco Negro, singer, guitarist Mario Fuentes, and guitarist Eric Tranco, Trancoso. I hope I pronounce your last name, Trancoso. Perfect, perfect. Yes, yes, Trancoso. <laughs> Cheer myself. No, yeah, it's a hard one. It's a hard one for sure. <laughs> yeah, and we're about to join my saxophonist, Mila Cruz. Mila, how are you? Hi. Yeah, my grandmother better late than never. Good to have you on board. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you're a saxophonist, right? Yeah, I'm actually was practicing just now. Uh -huh. All right. Fantastic. All right. Welcome and thanks for joining us today. So we are excited to uh, learn more about each one of you, uh, the group Branca Negro which are certainly making waves throughout Southern California and beyond. We are also excited that you'll be kicking off the massive, the larger than life upcoming Scamina show, Saturday, January the 13th. Uh, unlucky for me, it's gonna be lucky for a whole lot of people. And that's at the Glass House in Pomona, California. This one will feature the return of uh, the eminent and distinguished Mr. Rocksteady himself, Ken Booth but by none other than the Steady 45. On the same billing will be the, the Debonairs and of course, my guest, Blanco Negro. And I dare not leave out the DJs. Uh, they are numerous. We have uh, DJ Mila and the Wheels of Steel, DJ Lady Isla, uh, Rolette Bird and Adrian Villalobos. Not, of course, he's extremely important to the scene in Southern California. So last but not least, Adrian. So we'll touch on um, the show a little bit later on. You know, we're going to talk more about um, the upcoming show. So to all of you, all, or you're all born and raised in Southern California and specifically where, and if you weren't born here, you're a, a transplant. When did you arrive? Um, yeah, I, I, I uh, crazy enough, I, I actually went to, to school with Eric uh, hey, in high happened? school. Yeah, hey. yeah. We've known each other for some time now, and um, uh, really the, the South LA area, uh, mid-city area of, of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, I think um, uh, Mila in particular, she might she might have been somewhere else, um, you know. She kind of we had some kind of connection there, but um, but yeah, I you know we all grew up South South LA, mid-city LA, and and you know we've all we all still currently live in that same area actually. Right. Uh how about you, um, Mila? Uh, I'm from the Valley. I was born and raised here, so still here, but I I travel a lot for for the bands. Um, most of them are in LA, and most of the people I've gotten to know recently are LA-based, so, mm -hmm. you know. We so love the Valley. Huh? Say it again. We love the it's Valley. It's just the too. way it is. Yes, 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 indeed. So, um, what role did music play in your household? And you know, the question is for all three of you. 
in your house? Um, what did you listen to? What role did music play, if any? Right. Um, I, I would love to talk about that. Um, I think uh, it's interesting, at least in my family, um, I think my family might have like this untapped ability to play music because I would hear uncles singing in, in fine tune and they were singing harmony with the song they were listening to and I have a sibling who does the same, but no one really ever got into it, you know? And so I guess I, I could say I'm the first one in my family at least to actually pick up an instrument and feel intrigued and curious enough to want to play and to learn. And, you know, I think like most musicians, maybe, uh, or maybe a lot of musicians can uh, attest to this, but it all, for some of us, it starts as just wanting to play along to music, just play along, let me play along to this song I like, right? But then, you know, maybe years pass and you start getting interested and curious about how to create music yourself. But there was, at least in my case, there was no role for, um, you know, there was no musician in, in, in the in, in the family. So it was nice to, you know, pick it up. So first generation. Yes. No. That, that's same for me too. Same for and, me. I, 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 lucky enough, I, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I feel like uh, a lot of times in my family, it was almost looked at as, as, almost a little taboo. Like it wasn't something that I should even pursue or follow or, or, or even partake in too much. And I, I, I shout out to Ivan trumpet player. Um, he, he's kind of the one that, that um, kind of threw you in the he, pool. He threw me in the pool. He actually, one day, <laughs> cra cra crazy story. One day we were, uh, we were, we went to high school together. Uh, we were in high school and um, Ivan trumpet player, right. He, um, we started hanging out. We were just kind of like friends and stuff. And, one day we were in the car, we were going to the and, movies. You know, sorry to rudely interrupt you. Guess what? No problem. No problem. Ivan wants to join us. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Ivan. Let's go. <laughs> we were just talking about him. We were just hey! young. <laughs> Ivan. Is he on? Uh, Ivan, you there, brother? Hey! Check it. Ivan, you're an expert on this. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? How you doing? <laughs> all right, hey, all right, all right. No, no lie. We were just talking about you. I was telling uh, Junior Francis how, how when, um, how when literally he he's kind of the one that introduced me to music. We were literally sitting in the car, and um, I happened to be singing a song. It was an Ombre's head song. I still remember it. And and he looks back at me and he's like, "Hey, dude, you could sing." Yeah. And and I thought I thought he was he he can attest for it. I thought he was joking. I thought he was joking. I thought he was bothering me a little bit. And um, and it was actually very serious. He was like, no, dude, like, like I mean it. And I, I played along with it. And 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 one day he's like, he's like, he's like, all right, dude, you, you really don't believe me? Come to practice. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll show up to practice. And sure enough, I showed up to practice. And and it was like a bunch of guys that practiced and everyone was practicing. And and he really like kind of threw me in there. And he he honestly, I, I owe Eric and Ivan and and Anthony, our drummer, kind of like most of my knowledge as far as music goes, they and, they've really. Um, here's a secret: What kind of music were they practicing? <laughs> they were practicing ska. Damn! <laughs> I hope you'd give yeah. the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were. Uh, it we was. Were yeah, that is the truth. So yeah, that was so that was the formation of the band. Or the band had already formed, and they were looking for. Vocalist, I, I think uh, to be honest with you, I think Ivan can, you know, Ivan, Ivan can probably share that a little yeah, bit. Ivan, when, uh, when what I, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about where you were born and raised. Um, born and raised in Los Angeles. How's it going? Much okay. gusto. Uh, but yeah, in regards of what we're talking, the topic, right? Yeah, we were already forming 
uh, we were just in the look for a vocalist. You know, we had tried about like two people before Mario, and it was like, oh, shoot or miss. Like, man, I'm not really gonna now, you know. But then as soon as I heard Mario, I was like, like he said, the story, uh, we were hanging out with another friend, a mutual friend that we have. We used to call him Santa Claus, but Daniel, shout outs, you know, wherever he's at. Yeah, we were hanging yeah. out, and then sure enough, sure enough, uh, we were listening to Hombre's Head, heard Mario, and I was like, damn, this guy, like, actually is hitting, like, the tune of the song. It's similar, you know, it's not too out of focus, you know? And yeah. I was like, hey, true through. And from there, the rest is history. Like, we got together, we made music. Well, we're still making music to the day, yeah. you know? And it's It's been a blessing with everyone in the band, you know? It's amazing ride this whole, all these years. It's been beautiful, man. Wonderful. So the question I asked before you arrived, um, is musical family anyone in the family how were you introduced to music what was music both, music both mila music? and ivan have uh they have they their family actually do have a background in music yeah, yeah. crazy oh. enough uh as a kid i didn't know that i had family in music until i was about like 21 or 22 is that i found out that my great-grandparent uh my great-grandfather sorry uh he he used to play snare in, in Oaxaca, Mexico, in, in a small town where my parents are from. And then my uncles, you know, and started we started visiting the, the town. And yeah, sure enough, my uncles play music. I have an aunt that plays, used to play soprano as a in her youth. Uh, another uh, uncle that plays the tuba, the sousaphone, you know, and then started learning. Yeah, crazy. Like when I was small, uh, my father was just like, you know what? You're going to do music. You know, we have a teacher coming over and you're going to learn. And then slowly but surely, I started finding out that I have family that does music. So it kind of it runs in the family. Definitely runs in the family. Right. That's good. Your, your parents support you. How about you, Amelia? Um, Actually, I feel like um, most of my family, I guess, would be musically inclined. Um, As far as serious musicians, I wouldn't I wouldn't say anyone in my family was. Um, I think it just kind of came naturally for me. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been a, a, a crucial part of my life. Definitely. It's, it's In changed the way that, that I see things and mm. navigate through my life. Um, and it's, it's, it's had its up and downs because, uh, you know, family is not like, as like Mario was saying, you know, it's not something that's usually supported um so you know it's, it's, it's just it's something you. you do huh we support you though <laughs> all right all right <laughs> when you say family you, you meant more specific yeah, yeah. primarily mother father brother sister and yeah, yeah. extended family right yeah extended family yeah i've had like you know i've heard stories of like extended family maybe like playing guitars here and there but i i just don't no, no one that took it seriously and like you know move forward with it definitely right interestingly enough so uh when did you all start playing individually this question for all four when did what, what when, when, are you in time, time in your life you started playing That's music Damn, that was for me. Um, like I mentioned, it was really like high school. Um, th there was always, again, of course, right? I, I, I was uh, what I call like a, a shower singer. So, you know, <laughs> and I'm like hanging out at home and I'm like singing songs and stuff. But, but um, never anything serious, right? And 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 I really, again, up until I met these guys, I, I don't think um, 
they, they really changed like the my trajectory, I guess, in a sense, because I, I, I really never imagined myself here and, and doing what I'm doing, but just, um, again, you know, like I, I, maybe it'll be a recurring theme, right. But in my family, again, it was just this, like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time doing this stuff? You know, why are you wasting your time? And, no, and, and, right. and, and really it just became this, you know, this thing for me where I got to kind of, you know, I, I say this all the time at shows where I just feel like it's not always just about the music, but just kind of like sharing this energy and this like space. And, and, and honestly, after, you know, we'll play an event for me, it like, it like carries me forward. Right. But, um, but really it started for me in high school. I was maybe 17 years old, 17, 16. And until now. Wonderful. The question for all four, you could. Uh, I'll, I'll go next. Um, I started, I was introduced to music um, through um, through middle school. Um, I'm really, you know, looking back at it now, I'm so, so glad that that school offered music as, you know, one of, you know, one of the classes. And, you know, I picked up piano. I used to be really good at piano. I used to be. I used to be really good at piano during middle school. That means grade six through eight. Yeah. I was so good. Unfortunately, now that's absolutely gone. Like, there's no more skill in piano. But he's being modest. But, being but modest. that started me off, and you know, and I think I, you know, I'm so wrong. I said 14. I'm at 12 years old. 12 years old. Then at 14, I picked up a guitar, and then the guitar became like you know easily accessible. You know, it doesn't take up so much space at home. So I stuck with the guitar, and and you know, I thank God that I still have that love for it, and I still have a lot of fun with it. So yeah, 14 years old. 12, 12, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Mila? I was 14 when I started, um, and that was around high school. Um, but I think prior to that, I I remember always wanting to be a musician. It was something I always like felt like I I I needed to be. Um, and I remember I, I begged my mom for like a keyboard, I think when I was like 12 or 13. So right before I started high school. Um and so she she got one for me. And I remember that like it was easy for me to pick up the instrument. And I'm like, okay, this is something I want to do. So as soon as I started high school, I joined band. So from then it was just history, you know, it was just I was so attracted to to that feeling and you know, still doing it after all these years. <laughs> um, yeah. For me it was at 10 years old. 10 years old is when uh, my parent my parents were like, you know what? The teacher's coming over. And at first I hated it. Hated going to rehearsals, hated going to practice, because I would miss uh wrestling, the wrestling events. I was a huge wrestling fan back in the day. And uh, and then when I go to practice and ah, I'm gonna miss my shows. Like, no, like I, I'd rather stay at home and not do music at all. You know, but thankfully I it grew on me and definitely grew on me. And then I started like hearing different instruments doing different things at the same time. So then that's when I was like, what the hell is going on? You know, like, what is going on with this? Like, why is somebody playing something different? And I'm playing something different and then someone else is doing it. So that's when I just got intrigued and I just wanted to, you know, do it for like, for a serious, for a serious moment, you know, and find out what was going on and actually learn how to write music and stuff like that. But yeah, 10 years old for me. 10. <laughs> <laughs> that's really young yeah yeah where to go and you have been playing music since ever since yeah ever since yeah i got nice. to uh conduct well, we're from oaxaca nice. so i've got i've gotten the chance to conduct a couple of uh win ensembles what they call it here in, in the states 
you know, and what we call it over there, Banda Filarmonica. Mm-hmm. And I've got to conduct, and it's been a process, and I've I've grown so much from it, and I love it. Yeah, I can't even believe that I used to hate it as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. So, um, this question, when was the first time you heard Skia, Rocksteady, or Reggae, be it CD, radio, or on television? What else we had? Cassette. That's uh, great. That's a cool question, man. <laughs> go for it. That is such a cool question. Hey, go ahead. Uh, damn. You know, man, big shout out to um, the first time that I heard uh, God music, specifically, at least, you know, was um, I was at a, I was a young kid. I was probably like maybe 10 or 8 to 10 years old. I went to a, what they used to call, in Spanish, it was called Fiesta Broadway. It was like this, um, you know, it was like this block party on Broadway Street in downtown L.A., and at the time, uh, shout out, shout out to them, OGs. Uh, some of them are still playing now with Lyrians, uh, and, and you know, spread around the scene. But um, they were called Upground, Upground, mm-hmm. and you know, they were giving out CDs. They were giving out demos in uh, in in downtown, and that was the very first time. And I didn't know what it was at the time. So later, years later, I, I you know, lays, uh, years later, I. Go back to that. I was like, oh, dude, I didn't even notice. But when I was a kid, I was listening. That was a Scott album that I got so, so tied to. I was just so moved by it. So, it, you know, it was full circle when later, later down the line, when I was like an early teenager, I found out, hey, that CD I got really attached to was Scott. So then it's, it's just full circle. It's amazing. And then we got to play with Upgrand outside. Yeah, point, we played. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout um, out to them. Shout out to them. Yes. Um, for me, I, um, same deal it feels like everything kind of happened for me in high school um 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 it's interesting how like um i I really like the question too just because i I know that i had heard ska before um and really i was hearing it on tv right but i didn't know enough to acknowledge it as ska music or reggae music or you know I, i couldn't recognize what was happening yet but um uh, the first time I heard it again, it was in high school. There was like this this really big wave happening around that time when I was in high school again with Ivan, Eric. What time period? Everyone. What time period for the benefit of our listeners? What time period was that? Uh, that was 2010. No, 2008 maybe. 2008. Yeah. It was like 2008, 2009. And um, this kid comes over to me. His name was Ivan. Funny enough, not not, not this, this Ivan, Ivan. <laughs> but this guy. But this guy named Ivan comes over to me, and he's like. Hey, dude, do you know what ska music is? And I was like, no, 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 what is that, you know? And he he's like, don't worry, I got you. And he goes home the next day. I, I used to have art class with him. He comes back with this, like, mixtape. He literally went home, made me a mixtape. And he's like, dude, check this out. And he, like, shows me the song. And the first band that I ever heard was La Resistencia. Hey, That was the shout first. Out shout out to La Resistencia. Shout out to Clemente. I know he plays with them and stuff. And uh, that was the first time I heard ska and I remember being a little confused by it, to be honest with you. Um, same time, 2008, 2009. Um, and this is, again, a little maybe... I, I used to be in film production class. And uh, same thing. I remember the second time I heard it was there. They started playing ska music. We were supposed to make this music video. And I remember being so confused because they were playing ska music. And the guys that we were filming with, they started, like, skanking. And I remember thinking, like, what are they doing? This is so weird. <laughs> I was like, this is so weird. What's happening? And then crazy, crazy again, very full circle. Maybe like a few months later, I meet Ivan 
and like I'm like fully immersed like for whatever reason it's like ska is like everything in reggae and, and they're just exposing me to all of it but but again this is like 2008 2009 so really crazy really crazy I like this part about the skanking <laughs> 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 it looks silly to someone to see. Yeah. And it's yep. like skanky, you know? So they got the elbow going. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead, be like, Hey, we proceed. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Batteries dying. The first time I heard Scott, is that the question? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rock said you're reggae. How were you introduced to the music? It's got to be a first mm -hmm. time, if you can recall. Yeah, I can recall. Um, it was after high school. Um, I think the first band I heard was um, Gape. Like, where were they from? Gape, Spain. Yeah, Spain. one of my. It was like a, a friend of my brother's. That's like, oh, your your sister's musician. And I was like, yeah, but not that kind of musician. <laughs> so, and my try it out. It's not a big deal. I was like, yeah. All right, why not? Like I, it was like you know, I'll give it a shot, and I, I liked it. I did it for a few years, and then I kind of stepped back and and went back to playing classical music for a few afterwards, um, and then I came back to it again recently. So you know, it's it's definitely fun. It's 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 a fun time. So mm -hmm. I can't you know I can't I can't not do it. It's just I I love all the people I've met especially in the Scossie. Um, it's just, it's just like, um, it's like a loving community and I appreciate that very much. So, mm -hmm. so that's why I still play Scott. Wonderful. Uh, Mr. Mr. Francis. It's coming, man. And, and, and look, and I hope we're answering the question because I know you've uh, reiterated, you mentioned Rocksteady and Reggae twice. So I hope we're not missing the, the question here, but if I could touch on that, Everything that we're mentioning right now, Mr. Francis, is growing up in South LA and being so young, these are this is the kind of music you're introduced to where it's like, you know, it's there's a lot of punk rock involved and sky and it's fast and it's very energetic. So the rock city and the reggae really starts coming along once we're at, at least maybe in my sake, and maybe most of us share this, right? But That's I, I would argue maybe. 18 through early 20s, mid 20s is when you start hearing the Alton Ellis, when you start hearing the Phyllis Dillon. That's when, that's when like the, you know, it's older, just it's niche music that'll start coming along. <clears throat> but yeah, everything we've mentioned so far is it's definitely like the very, very beginning, the first things you're introduced to, uh, very, very local music, right? But, and then eventually you start growing into the rock city, into mm -hmm. the reggae, into the old 60s, 70s and 80s Jamaican music. Hey, but, uh, but we all heard Arthur, right? Every day when you're walking yeah, down the sure. street, yeah. 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 that's Ziggy Marner, Stefan. Yeah, yeah, melody maker. Whatever, whatever the case is, it, that was like maybe the first time I heard reggae. But again, I didn't even know. It. Yeah, didn't I didn't that. even know. It, like, it, was yeah. Just, yeah. it just felt good. It was cool to hear it, but I wasn't sure what was happening. So, Ivan, yeah. right, uh, the first time now thinking back, you know, on the question, I've never asked myself that. That's crazy, but uh, I remember going to Mexico on a trip. I was around like 11, 12 years old, and I bought this orange CD that says Shaggy on it, and I was like, 
all right, like let's listen to this. I don't I have no idea what it is. I just picked it up. It was orange. All right, let's go. The whole my whole trip, my whole like month in Mexico, I was just listening to Shaggy and I didn't really don't I didn't know if it was reggae. I didn't I had no idea. But it was just cool to me, you know. I was like, it wasn't me, you know, everybody it was <laughs> lovely, you know. And but yeah, like that was the first time eleven, twelve years old is when I heard the first reggae shaggy but same thing like with arthur ziggy marley and the melody makers you know mm -hmm. child childhood you're listening to music it's catchy you know you're bouncing but you don't know it's reggae you know right. so it's crazy yeah. Yeah, yeah but for me it was definitely shaggy shaggy is when i first heard it didn't know what it was until later on then i saw when i met um uh the first band that i was in record and record that's when I started listening to local ska and then meeting Eric and stuff like that. He's introducing to like reggae, rocksteady, stuff like that. And that's when I was like, okay, now I know what it is. You know, this is what I was listening to in my youth and yeah. I didn't know what it was. And so, but yeah, the first one was Shaggy, crazy enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I played a CD last week, so I, I can I can visually see the area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So which leads so you sort of touch on my next question now. Which band you saw perform live for the first time? Playing within oh, that genre. Man, that's another good question, man. Shit. That's another good question. Yeah. Man. Well, you're, you're, making, you're, you're making a thing. You're making a thing. By this, you mean like like locally or like does it matter? But it's like, local or international. Okay. In person. In live. person. Yeah, you went to right, live concert. This, this is for me. Again, I was kind of thrown into this whole situation sometimes, it feels like, and it, and it kind of like landed on my lap. Um, do you remember, what was it called? The Banana Box? The It was like by Santee. There was this venue there. Uh, Salona Acapulco. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the first shows that I ever went to was probably like the first shows that we played. Oh, and, interesting. And, oh, that's and, interesting. And it was so scary to me. It was so scary. I remember we showed up to Salona Capulco and um we played we played first. I think we were opening for uh Ecole, who actually and I remember staying after and seeing this band Ecole. Shout out to them too, they're local. And I remember thinking they were so good. Like, like I, I remember standing there and you know, and again as they were a local band, right? But it just felt kind of like this very particular moment for me where I, I just I, I needed to reach that, right? In in some sense or another. And um, yeah, that was probably the first band that I ever saw playing ska music live. Uh, mm. I've, I've never heard of them before. They're local. Yeah, they're local. They're they're like, <laughs> like yeah, you know, Latin American side ska punk. Yeah, ska punk, and and um, again, they they kind of blew me away, right? I just I remember thinking, wow, like this guy sounds so good. They're so good, and. And uh, that was that was my first experience with it, really. Wonderful. And you shared the stage with them. You didn't just watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also yeah. performing. Uh, I mean, you Milo or Ivan, you guys can go ahead because I have to think. I don't know. I have to think about that one. That's that's rough. I feel like the first time I heard a like a a ska band perform live was when I opened up for them too. Um, I think one of the first major bands I heard live was Red Store Bums. And I remember when I first started in my ska band, um, that was one of the bands that they had suggested I listen to 
to get into that kind of feeling because it was like a ska core band. And so I remember like recognizing the songs and I heard them perform live and I was like, oh, that's really cool. They perform like they like they sound on the records. So I I was impressed by that for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't grow up listening to, to Rocksteady or, or ska. That, so I didn't like I wasn't searching for that sound until I fell into that like, you know, community. Uh, you've been baptized since yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the addiction <laughs> begun <laughs> Eric you ready bro I think we're on the same boat Eric uh, I'm trying to remember and what's coming to your mind just backyard shows dude honestly just backyard shows like just a backyard like uh, like I said Rencor I was like the first band, but well, I mean, performing in, you know, but I guess one of my first, first concerts, and this was crazy, um, was like a big concert performing ska, but more, more ska core. I don't know if you guys remember the Knitting Factory out in Hollywood. Of course. And I would see this band. Uh, I saw Sectacore. Sectacore. Yeah, that that one was one of like that was like the main idea that we were aiming for uh as a band at Rencord, you know. But the same thing, it was uh, what I can think of is like mostly just backyard shows, you know, starting off. You don't really, you know, we wouldn't I at least I wouldn't really see or go out to go see a band back in the day. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, we have a performance, let's let's go, you know, let's go do it, you know, just go to the old school spot, Juniper 92nd. I definitely remember that. The cornfield, I think they called it. Yeah. Yeah, the super back in the days. Uh but yeah, dust was, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, dust everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, mostly I can just go for backyard shows and then sector core is like my main uh memory seeing like big band perform and this crazy ass show that they had you know it was just intense and it was all like pitch black room at the knitting factory and everything was red and that was just crazy because then i remember leaving there and i was like damn my head hurts like why does my head hurt? but it was just like so such intense music that it kind of made my like whoa like i was you know it was a little woozy after all that all that craziness, but yeah, Secta Core, I guess I would say it was my first band, like seeing, mm -hmm. seeing a front, besides like the backyard shows and stuff like that. So, considering that you grew up in Los Angeles, which is considered uh, by many the entertainment capital of the world, where you, you 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 hear a wide variety of music, why you guys gravitated towards Kian Reggae, which is underground, uh, and not only is it underground, you know you're not gonna get paid once you start playing it, but why Kian Rocksteady? That's such another great question. <laughs> um, oh yeah, my god, that, that's that's such a you know. And you know what's interesting? You know what's interesting about that question, Mister Francis? Is there's you, you know okay. Say let, let's just hypothetically say that you know all of us were uh, introduced to to sky reggae and broccoli, uh around the you know teenage years. Before that, we've we've been introduced to hip hop. Mm. We've been introduced to uh, Mexican music, cumbias, mm -hmm. um, rock, metal. We've been introduced to so many things. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Why I, I already knew hip hop, I already knew this, I already knew that. Mm. But why? Why was it Sky that really? Um, okay, well, I'm uh, calling I'm you. Ideas. I'm calling you. Pulling you. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting ideas now. Well, you know, firstly, <laughs> I, I would say 
Oh, this is so crazy. Firstly, I would say that um, in our youth, it was almost easily accessible to join a ska band, meaning they were more available. They were more present. Um, it wasn't until like later. Okay, again, this is my, my uh, testimony, at least. You know, early high school, you saw ska bands. You, even now, you see a lot of really young kids playing ska music. Be it be it traditional ska, you get me like with Jamaican influence, or be it ska punk, really you know, uh, uh, high energy and fast. But um, you you saw, you know, the fast, the crazier stuff when you're young, and then when you're older, is when you then I would start seeing, oh, as people, these kids are starting to get into playing uh, metal rock and and uh, hip hop and different things. But when I was young, I saw that it was just accessible. Everyone was starting a band, and and the musicians around me, that's what they were playing. So maybe, okay, maybe I could say this, Mr. Francis, that there was a wave in uh, what? High school. Yeah, and especially in our high school, at least. Again, we're talking about um, People Union, uh, Central Los Angeles, just west of downtown LA. There was a wave of just all the kids that were listening to ska music. So they were all starting to ska bands, right? Yeah, so then it's like, well, yeah, that was the thing to join. That was easy to mm. join because it was there. But but I mean, I, I don't, you know, maybe it's just something about the rhythm too that just, it just captures you. There's something capturing about that. It's also, it's also, I mean, let, let's be transparent. It's pretty niche too. So there's something cool about niches. There's something cool about, wow, what kind of music is that? It piques people's curiosity. They want to know about it. So once I dug, when, once I went into that rabbit hole, I stayed in there. It's a great question. I'm glad you remain. <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I would say for me, it was similar, a similar feeling as well. Um, so I came from what what I gravitated towards initially classical music. Um, that's where I was going. That's where I was headed. Um, but when I started playing Scott, I saw that it was a very, like, like Eric says, a very niche, like, um, group of people that, that need to play that kind of music. I appreciated the fact that it was so laid back in in comparison to the classical world and i was intrigued by the difference and i at first i was like a bit receptive i was like, oh, i don't know if i can like do this laid back kind of music but i also like the challenge of kind of like having freedom to express yourself in a way that you don't get when music is written out um so that for sure was something that i was attracted to and I don't know. It was always super fun. I, I just felt like, you know, the, the people that can play this kind of music fun to be around. And it's it's fun to be able to create together. Um to me, that's been like the 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 most like um unique experience for me because like collaborative creative spaces with all kinds of people is like is such a like a special uh situation to be in you know i i feel like it's uh it's very attractive it's it's hard to like to leave that you know it's it's just um it makes you want to do it all the time excellent excellent response well i'm in the same boat as mila uh, growing up reading music learning theory and stuff like that you know uh it's it was a good good amount of time that i would just read music 
just paper, paper, or basically just playing other composers' ideas, you know? And, and so I went into my first band. Then that's when I was like, okay, what's going on? Like, do you guys have sheet music? you guys what's going like what are the horn lines you know like what's what's then they were just like you know what make it up like just make it up we just make everything up here and that's when i started falling in love with like creating the 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 essence of creation you know like these are your ideas that from your head and you're taking them out and people are hearing them out in the world you know of course we would do covers and stuff like that so you will learn uh horn line here and there you know from other but even from that, like covering a song, I've always felt that you can get the the idea from that and then make it your own, you know? So you hear you hear an idea and then you go, oh, I could do this with it, you know? And then you start creating and then slowly but surely you forget about listening to others and then your mind just goes on its own. So that's, for me, that was what captured me and that's what made me stay with Ska, you know? Like I wanted to create my own horn lines, wanted to create my own ideas, you know? And then with Blanco y Negro, thankfully, you know, Eric comes with, with an idea, Mario comes with, with some chords, some lyrics, Eric as well, you know what I mean? And then we all just, bam, like we're all in rehearsal and then everything has that, everybody comes with ideas, you know, and that's the beauty of it, that's, I, I love it and I hope we keep on going with all of that, you know, because that, that for sure is very, is going to be very hard to leave behind. Yeah. I, I think, I think if I, if I could share like anything about it, I, I just, everything that I, I think Ivan and Mila said are like a hundred percent. I, I, for me, same thing, just having the, the creative space and the, the ability to just continue to make stuff is, is really what keeps me here. Um, it, it's interesting though, how, how it doesn't, it's never felt to me like a single track path though. And, and what I mean by that is, is even now as we, we develop more, I, I notice more and more that we, have the ability to incorporate other styles into the ska. Like it's not just ska anymore. It's it's funk, it's soul, it's R&B, it's you know, it's like everything and somehow ska kind of provides yeah. itself that way. It gives that space for you to be able to to be flexible and to like add rhythms and to like and there's something so again like Mila said there's something so beautiful about being able to like be flexible with your art that there's like it feels like we're unstoppable sometimes like like what else can we mix it with what else can we add to it what else can we like and 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 again you know Ivan's point is just everyone contributes this like different element and and like somehow all of our elements come together Mila because Mila's classical Ivan's ability for like woodwinds Eric's like background and in, in, in whatever metal and 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 somehow it just creates this like it creates blank way nato, I guess, right? It creates blank way nato. It's great. <laughs> which which leads to the next question. Uh 2009, 2010, the formation of Blanco Negro. How did the idea come about? And uh, am, am I correct with the date? 2009, 2010, when the band was formed. Uh, Eric, you remember Eric? <laughs> that's you guys. Hey, that's you guys. That's you guys. So um I, I think me and Ivan kind of uh we can, I guess we could story tell that one, but um, you know, we were with, we were with, uh, grouped up with other friends, and 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 again, Mr. Francis, as I'm telling you, you know, this was this was the the what do we call it? Let's call it the crossroad where, you know, again, being so young, being uh, we were probably again still high school, not even not even 18 years old, like 17, 16, between 15, 17, and 18 years old, 
some folks wanted to go the again like the youthful ska punk rock sound which is really cool i mean it's really cool but some of us they want we wanted to go something a little slower a little calmer a little more grown um and we had that uh we had that difference so we we, we split ways with with that group and out of that split we said we need some we need we need a cool name you know and being absolutely transparent one of our one of our um one of our members at the at that time, uh, past member, his cousin, he said that he used to have dreams of starting his own band back when he was in Mexico, and that he wanted to start a band called Blanco Negro. He's like, well, I mean, hey, I, I, you get me? I'm sharing that name if you guys like it. And I don't know what it is, Mr. Francis, but I mean, yeah, it's cliche. Maybe someone could say, well, Blanco Negro, right? The scoff flag or whatever. But there's something about that name that really just stuck. And what I like about it, just there's this just open to interpretation. Blanco Negro can mean whatever you want. Um, but yeah, that's that's how it started. Two thousand nine. Wow, how long ago was that? That's nice. <laughs> that's <laughs> almost two decades ago. <laughs> uh, just under fifteen years. We are old. Wow. Yeah, old. And all wow. the original members are still in the band. No, uh, from, no I'm probably one of the newest ones. Yeah, from <laughs> that first generation of Blanco y Negro, it's just Eric and myself, huh? Mm. It's just us two. Yeah, it's just Eric and myself. I, that... I I don't know where where do I come in, dude. I remember, like I said, I I, I feel mean, like 2012. Honestly, no, yeah, no, that was no, 2010. No, 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 I graduated. I would say like 20 mid 2010 or early 2011, around that. Nah, time. it was on. It's because 2010 we graduated high school. Uh, we were already in there. Oh, this was this was this was like 08 09, dude. Because yeah. you guys still had, you guys still had a uh, Kazik and uh, and Buki. Yeah, yeah, Kazik and uh, Buki. We still have Buki. Yeah, Kazik and Buki. Yeah, that yeah. was the the original. But yeah, for the original, Mario came in a little after the like the formation because it was about how many? How, how we were like what thirteen deep, twelve deep uh, yeah. in the back. We were a twelve piece <laughs> band of Blanquinez. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, Blanquinez. Like 12 deep. I don't know what, what we were doing, but we were <laughs> 12 deep. And that's when uh, we were looking for it, you know, we were looking for a little something else. And uh, well, we we were working with what we had. You know, we were working with what we had until we started hanging out with Mario. And, well, I started hanging out with Mario, and that's when I heard him. And I was like, hey, you know what? Let's try it out. So, like, you can you can mash the pitch, you know, you can you can be here, you can be heard, you know. And, yeah, thankfully, you know, we stuck around this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere along the line, I, I heard uh, someone told me there was a traditional band uh, with largely from the East Los Angeles era playing traditional. Somehow when people tell me about bands in Los Angeles, they always mention the word traditional. I guess that is to distinguish from... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, so the first... Uh, Legend you perform with, memory juggling again. Legend mean legend from Jamaica. I want yeah. to be specific that you share the stage with. Dude, wasn't it? Um, I keep thinking um, Echoplex for some reason. Yeah, but, I mean we have played. We've played with Ken Booth in the past. There's there are two more legends that we have also shared stage with. I'm not sure why. I'm blanking on it, but. It's been about three legends that we have shared stage with. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can help me out here, bro. I'm trying to remember too. I'm trying to blank. 
honestly, I honestly was gonna say just Cam Booth is coming up show, but I know Las Globos. Did you guys play Las Globos when <laughs> Los Globos. Los Globos, the <laughs> main one I can think of is what Dread Marai. But but with, with, with yeah. legends, with legends though, we, yeah, have, we not, have played a global event with we legends. We have played a global, but with I the keep legends, thinking Epiplex. I don't know why too. I'm not sure because I don't think we have such stage with like Stranger Cole or any. We have not. No. No, we have not. No. Well, from what I can remember, I think for me, I would say I guess the first one would be Ken Booth. This coming up show, but up. I mean, yeah, but I think Eric has. You know, another memory because I'm blanking out. Honestly, I'm blanking out. It's too many shows. It's too many shows. Yeah, right, 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 right. And you guys are still holding the fort. So we are we're definitely uh, looking forward to big night January 13, 2024. What a way to kick off the new year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, you know, uh, he's larger than life. Ken Booth. He is larger than life. Yeah. Glad to have you guys mm -hmm. on the um. And the bill. So, um, which other group in Southern California on the scene really and truly impress you? The Southern California. Uh, Delirious. Western Standard Time. Western Time. Uh, Bandos Calavera. Bandos Calavera. Rasca Wales. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, I don't, uh, don't want to forget nobody. Um, I mean, <laughs> and that's, really that's a challenge. Not to um. To mention yeah. the for me, really, really big though. By the way, that uh, that impacted me a lot uh, was Pachamama. Yes, and I have to give a big shout out to, yes. to Memo. He he, did, I we used to go to see him and in, in uh, House of Blues, House of Blues right Hollywood. here on Sunset when it was on Sunset. When it was on Sunset, was on Sunset. and we used to just and we used to just go watch them because I, I just enjoyed them that much, and I just they they. That that band in particular, like, really impacted me. Like, as far I as like, so heard, I haven't heard the name in a while. I guess they in hiatus. Uh, they they rebranded for sure. They rebranded. So they are still they're, playing. They're, yeah, yeah. They're they're uh, uh, a lot of same members. They're playing um like Afrobeat, like uh, like Fela Kuti style music. Oh, okay. Neighborhood orchestra. Yeah, neighborhood orchestra. Shout out to them. Oh, that's the new name now. Yeah, yeah. The neighborhood orchestra. Yes. Shout out oh, to them. I see. So I may have seen um. The name around it did recognize them. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm about now want to introduce uh, to the discussion a good friend and, of course, the producer, Eric Cola. Hello, everyone. Eric. How are you doing, Eric? Hello. Great to have you all, uh, Mario, Eric, Mila, and Ivan. Thank you. Uh, thank and you. Junior, and Junior, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Yeah. And special shout out to Nancy for helping arrange this. Nancy, who, 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 uh, Shout out, Nancy. Nancy. Shout out, Nancy. Yeah, Nancy. we're really close with you all. <laughs> she's a she's a warrior, and Junior and I have uh, known and been friends with her for a long time. And um, I have to say, so I saw you guys once before. Um, might have been at Los Globos, one of the shows back in the day. But really excited to see you at this show right here at Ken Booth, January thirteenth. It's gonna be pretty, uh, pretty uh, amazing. And I also have to say, so. A couple, a few episodes ago, Junior and I interviewed um, as part of our Latin Ska Roundtable Part Two. We interviewed Senora Calaca um, from Ocho Calacas, uh, Azale Hernandez from La, Pro La Pobre Ska, yeah. and Jimmy Mercado from Red Store Bums. And they all name checked you all as mm -hmm. a band to look out for. So, so wow. I do want to share that in case you. Ah, and yes. I'm glad you brought. That's, that. mm -hmm. 
Uh, yes. So that was, uh, so if Junior and I had any doubt whether or not we were going to interview you all that put it over the finish line. No, <laughs> um, no, definitely, definitely appreciate that. And also Ivan, uh, I also grew up a big wrestling fan, so we need to talk off air about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> have, have you, have you seen the shirt that, that says, um, uh, non wrestling are the only legitimate forms of uh, of art or something like that. <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I have not seen that. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I know. So, so uh, was I was waiting in the wings when you all were talking about, um, you know, the, the name um, Blanco Negro. I, I was thinking though before before I, I heard that that one could say kind of the name was also, you know, paying homage to like two-tone, right? I mean, if you think about what the two-tone label that Jerry Dammers, you know, helped create, right? Um, racial unity, um, but also gender unity, right? And, and and incorporating people of all different cultures and ethnicities and also uh, men and women. Um, and uh, so, so, so I, so I thought about that as we were preparing for this, for this interview and, and, um, you know, and hearing that question come up, um, but, uh, and also really happy for the success that you all are, 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 are having and want to talk about your album here coming up. Um, but Mila, I have a question for you. Um, when you, when, when you, when you come back on, uh, with, with, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, my my battery's dying, so I'm trying oh, to get it. Uh, I'm going to pivot. <laughs> I'm gonna come back. No, no, that's okay. I'm going to pivot and come back to you perfectly here in a second. Um, you also were talking about the evolution and the sound, right, of 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 your group, um, and I would probably say more so than a number of the groups, at least on the on the on the traditional scene, right? You all really effortless effortlessly blend ska reggae latin rhythms um and is that something that has been pretty steady over time or has it or has it progressed and kind of evolved more in recent years and any one of you can take that question i i i mean if i could chime in on it i think um i think we've always ha brought like a particular influence like all of us we we've all kind of brought like a different element to the table um um, if, if I can admit something too and, and give you credit for it, actually, Eric, um, um, usually for me, at least, um, Eric usually helps me a lot in particular with rhythms. Um, and I think, um, you know, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, just this curiosity to like replicate a sound, you know, you hear something and, and there's something that you're like, how is that happening? Mm -hmm. You know? And then what's interesting about it is he'll come in somehow and he'll show me this rhythm or something. And then and then we start being like, oh, well, how can we mix it? How can we put it into what yeah, we're doing? Yeah. And it literally just kind of, it, one of the guys that's been practicing with us recently, his name is Alan. Uh, big shout out to him too. He actually, he was mentioning the other day how um, how sometimes like me and Eric, we, we you know, and it just happens between all of us, with, even with Ivan, with Mila. But sometimes uh, I think he just happened to see it at that moment where like, you know, he'll have an idea and then somehow I'll add to the idea and it just, it, we start bouncing back and forth and then we start like, okay, well, let's try it. Let's try it. And we get so excited about making it happen <laughs> that we start like, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And it just, and it just ends up like nice. almost like effortlessly happening, you know? And, 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 but I, again, I have to give 
you know, if I give Eric, I have to give you that credit, man. You, you, you really, he, he does a really, he, he introduces me to all kinds of rhythms and, and, you know, and, and, and it's funny, he'll ask me like, can you sing on this? Can you? And I'm like, yes, like, please, can I? Like, and it just becomes this like, and if I say one last thing, it's just, it's crazy how much music we've made that we still haven't even released because, mm. you know, you know, there's, there's a lot of like, there's a, there's a huge money aspect to the whole situation, right? Like recording and, you know, X, Y, Z. And uh, recently we've been kind of trying to hone in on the craft that we we're learning to do it ourselves. Um, but, you know, it's all very particular, but, but there's so much like different styles that we've been incorporating recently that, recent, yeah. that we really, we're so excited about like, mm -hmm just showing everyone what we're doing because it's, 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 it's even shocking to us. I think at moments where we're like, like, dude, this sounds really good. <laughs> like it sounds really, we need to show somebody this because you know, when we feel that, that kind of something's like brewing or, yeah. you know, but, but I, I'll, I'll give that to Eric. Cause I think, um, you know, I appreciate it. He, he, you know, the rhythms and all that stuff is, is it's, it's incredible. So. Yeah. And if I can add just a little bit, I mean, that was kind of the the whole point of the foundation of the band, right? To do something different, not just to stick uh, to what we were in, in our youth with ska core. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's why we parted ways with the other group of musicians, you know, that we wanted to do something different. We wanted to do our own touch to it. You know, we wanted to do more soft ska, you know, like more melodic sky i guess you could say on the horn lines you know because back in the day it was just like you know what i mean like it was just something simple and then we wanted to create more melodies and lines like that so i feel like we've always had that you know since the beginning that was the whole decision you know of like making something new and now we just do it like just it's it became some like second nature you know that we want to try it you know okay let's put it into this band like latin blues Da, 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 you know what I mean? We put it into sky, and then at the end we add like this little uh, what do you call it, Eric? Like a little uh, not samba, you know, but you know, like tropical taste to it. You know what I mean? Certainly. So it's always, yeah, that's always been like our our thing that we want to cre create something different, you know, and then incorporate it into sky into what we're doing. And, and I, I, I think you I think yeah. you mentioned this about the name Blanco y Negro as well, right? How inclusive it is. Um, for me in particular, I think. Um, I, I really like the name because it incorporates this. There's nothing that isn't within that spectrum. There, and and I, I hope that, you know, we, we do continue to blend and and mix and and find. And, and, I, and, and maybe it's not necessary to say this, but I do have to stress that, um, you know, Black Minero does not mean that we are, uh, we're not really, you know, black and so ironic or cliche to say that, you know, things are not black and white. We love the gray area. Give me like, uh, man, I love gray area. So it's interesting, but it's, it's yeah, it captures a, a whole spectrum. It's not that we, you know, we think things are binary. No, no, no. We love the gray area. Right. Everything has a gray area. Yes, yes. You know, and I would think that because of your diverse sound, uh, and, and we've seen it, right? You all have played a variety of types of shows. I mean, you've opened up for Western Standard Time, right? You've played the Levitt Pavilion series, but you've also played shows for Evacore and Concrete Jungle to the Latin. I mean, I mean, if you talk, and you all yes. would love to hear about this because we know we know from talking with some other 
um, band members, but like that's such a massive scene, and 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 you all, you all are amongst really some of the 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 most upbeat, right? Like like ska core, ska punk, you know, uh, and the Latin scene, like. Um, but but your diverse sound gives you the ability, right, to play and open up for Ken, you know, for Ken Booth, and and but you could also play a more heavily heavily reggae festival, right? So I mean. Uh, there are some a lot of advantages to that as well. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, you, you, Nancy has helped us yeah, so I'm much. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna mention it too. Like, <laughs> you know what? I, I, shout out to Nancy for all the hard work she does in the back, man. Yeah, yep. Uh, you know what's the craziest <laughs> show that I think Nancy has gotten us? And and I thought it was. And <laughs> to be fair, when I met Nancy, um, I had this whole conversation with her and I was kind of telling her what, you know, what our plan was and what we wanted to do. Yeah. And, um, and I remember the one thing that I told her, I was like, Nancy, put me in the craziest places you could, wherever people have never heard this, I want them to be like, what are these kids doing? Like, what is this? And um, <laughs> I think the weirdest show, but it was great. She, uh, uh, Mrs. Liz Levitt, she was holding this, um, a fundraiser at her house. It was like in this huge mansion. We were the, we were the only band that was playing, and it, and it, and I and I I kid you not. We were we were at this show. They gifted us a bottle of vodka each. It was that kind of event, and um, and I remember you know we all had a few drinks and stuff. We finished. We played. Everyone loved it. Everyone loved it. They were like blown away. I didn't think they expected it either. Um, and we're talking about a very drastically different socioeconomic do you get me like that, that, that's a, a demographic that's exactly what i was gonna say there was this there was like we were talking to some people me and eric and uh one of the guys was like yeah man i i'm only gonna have one drink because I, I got brain surgery tomorrow in the morning that i got <laughs> and, and we were like we were like dude please get out of here like you, Wait, you he was you he got was not he was not having it he was performing he was, yeah he was gonna like he was gonna conduct, conduct it, surgery yeah, on someone yeah. And, and we were like, dude, please leave. Don't have any more drinks. Like, get out of here. Like, you know, this is some crazy stuff you got to do. And, and, um, and, and, you know, again, shout out to Nancy, like, again, yeah. you know, and then, and, and, you know, and, and shout out to, I guess, the band, right? In, in particular, the whole hey, team. It takes a whole village. What you guys are doing right now, too, it helps out the cause, though. You know, it's, it's really, it takes a whole village. It, it, no, it's it, crazy. It, you know, like, that diverse sound has just put us in, yeah. in such different positions. And indeed. So, so speaking of speaking of the, the the village of the band, um, name name the, the current the current members because not every obviously it's just four of you here, but we know there's more than four in the band. Um, uh, Mar does never he says that we should never introduce ourselves, right? But this is Mario Fuentes, uh, vocalist, lead vocals, guitar. Uh, Eric is yeah, he's, he's not trying to. <laughs> this is uh, Eric, also vocals, lead guitar. Um, we have uh, Ivan Masas on trumpet for you. Uh, Mila on uh, alto saxophone. Alto saxophone. Uh, we have Juan Lopez on uh, tenor saxophone. Uh, Anthony Lopez uh, on drums. drums. Uh, we have Carlos Leva on percussion, and uh, we have uh, 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 Drew Andrew Guerra yeah. on bass. And then uh, very recently, we've been uh, we've kind of been onboarding uh, uh, this, this this guy named Alan too. He plays with the Steadians. 
and shout out to Stadians and Manos Lucian. He's a great keyboard player and, and he's been helping us out right there. So nice, nice. All right, yeah, it's important. Back to back to it's an orchestra. <laughs> it is an orchestra. Yeah, yeah back how, to the, the, the fifty man. How many pieces now? Then I, I wasn't I wasn't counting on my fingers. Uh, we're nine now. Actually. I know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Mila, two two questions for you. One is you you talk a lot. Uh, you talked about your classical background. Are there are there? Maybe this is a. a I'm not. A, I'm not musically inclined. Um, I'm, that's why I'm behind the scenes. But but how how difficult or easy was it? To, or is it to transition from playing classical music on the on the sax to playing ska music? Um, I would, for me specifically, it wasn't that difficult. Um, just because I, even though I I played classical, I was always um attracted to jazz music. Okay. So I always yeah. listened to it. So when I when I heard ska bands, I'm like, oh, I hear the fusion here somewhere. So there's something that that can be done. <laughs> Um, it's still a little hard for me, I think, sometimes, because I'm very, like, I'm so structured in the way that I think about things, and I struggle with that a lot, and kind of just letting myself go, and, like, just feeling the music out versus wanting to read it, and so that's definitely been one of my biggest struggles, but the more I do it, and the more I'm around people that are encouraging of the skills that I do bring to the table, um, it, it's, it's, it becomes easier. It's just, it gets easier the more you do it. Right. And you've been with the group now how long? Uh, not very long. Uh, I met them, like, I, I want to say, like, 2019. So just, just um, Yeah, we played a few gigs together, and then the pandemic happened, so that kind of slowed, slowed down, like, that, you know. Right connection that that potentially could have happened and you know but i guess technically about three four years with them yeah, yeah. and so junior and i talked uh, about this um off air and we want to get your take on it not just yours Mila, but also the rest of the guys but but so and this is one of the many reasons why it's important to be talking with you mila it seems like on the east coast we notice that there's a number of, of female musicians that are in different ska type bands. You know, it's evident in the, in the amazing Rude Girl Review, you know, All Star Group, and, and there's a number of Scotch Bonnets, a number of bands back east that have some uh, female musicians. But but you're in the minority, unfortunately, here in Southern California from a musicianship st standpoint in bands. I mean, there, there were some bands around. You know the cover-ups, the shanties, some all-female groups that were around in the '90s and early 2000s. We we definitely have some some incredible female vocalists, but from a from a female musician standpoint, um, I mean, Junior, right? Almost down to zero. There's very few, right? Very few. <laughs> Maybe we can count on one hand. Um, you know, Mobtown had had Cat, um, had had Amy who who sang and played trumpet. But not many others from a musician standpoint. So, a question for you, Mila, is, and I know that that um, that you're just fairly new to the ska scene, and Mila, for you and the rest of the band. But why do you think that is? I think just in general, um, there aren't that many female musicians. I mean, even even in the classical realm, yeah, it's. 
I mean, there are female musicians, but they usually steer towards um, flute or clarinet, maybe. Um, kind of like the smaller instruments. Um, I think, I think, I mean, we could get into this whole thing, but like, I think just in general, women are afraid um, or conditioned maybe to, to kind of not see themselves on the same level as men. And for me, that's kind of been a driving force where I'm like, no, that's I right. can't. Nice. I can hang with all these men, you know, fuck that. <laughs> yes. so, but I, I, I have my lows. I definitely do. Um, it's just a male dominated world. Um, yeah. I struggle even with these guys sometimes where I'm like, they just don't understand me, <laughs> but it's just the way it is. And, and, and some of us, I think are not strong enough to like continue having those relationships or, or maybe having conversations that are difficult for the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do, I don't care if I get made fun of, I don't care if they talk about me because I know in my heart that I did the right thing and I, and I was able to vocalize how I felt and whether that, you know, works out for the group or doesn't, you know, is, is, is beyond me at that point because I'm like, okay, well, at least I did my, my part in expressing whatever I needed to. Um, but it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to get like the same amount of respect like I may bring the same amount of talent as someone else as a male counterpart would but that the male would definitely get the respect that I don't right. um so is it's, it's, it's generalizing you're not specifically talking about Blanco Negro because I can rectify that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say in general just for me meeting all kinds because i've in in the ska bands that i've been they've all been male dominated definitely i've always been the female in the group um and i i have a, a very male-like personality that kind of helps um in in getting myself comfortable with people um that kind of it helps me like open the door uh, like socially um so then you know my confidence is able to kind of uh develop um when I feel like I can get along with them but I I, I feel like I do have a different approach um than I think males do with each other they just have they just have a it's a different kind of um dynamic i think that they have with each other versus when there's a female present but i with blanco y negro i feel like we kind of just got along from the beginning we joked the same way um it's just easier it, it's just i found my group so that i get along with and that you know we make it happen so well, we're, we're, we're very glad to hear that and i and i know that if, you're if, if i if i could compliment too what she's saying i've actually i I think um, Mila has very strong, like, I, I don't even know, she just has strong leadership is what it is, right? And, um, you know, to, to kind of give credit to what she's saying, I've actually, uh, when I, maybe when I had just met Mila, I had a situation uh, where somebody in front of her was almost like trying to discredit her ability to lead. Mm -hmm. And um, and I thought it was kind of funny because I, you know, I, I, I you know, she was kind of part of us at that point. And I remember like telling this guy, like, you know what, dude? Well, that's great because if she can lead and I can lead, then we could just lead together. And I remember this guy being very shocked and, and it was somebody that she played in, in a band with in the past. And and um, it seemed like, you know, for whatever reason, you know, to her point, sometimes 
you know, there's some kind of like disconnect with some people and, and with following, maybe sharing, you know, the work with like a girl, you know, and, you know, it, it, I'm sure it's, you know, I can't speak on it as much because, you know, I mean, it's her experience, but, but I'm sure it's hard, right? I'm sure it's hard sometimes. And, uh, but we appreciate Mila. She's awesome. And, and she really has a way of like, you know, dealing with us when we're difficult and, and, um, you know, or her telling us when we're wrong sometimes, you know, it's great. And but, you, continue, continue. you know what? They, they like it folded by me. It's attractive for me. <laughs> You can yes, heard it. Yes, no, we 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 love that. Yeah. Um, so, what is it going to take to get more female uh, to um, join bands? Um, more specifically, I, uh, the genre that uh, I think more about. more of of um more representation, and, and I I think for me it's been very like eye opening because I don't see myself like as a female, I guess, if that makes sense. I see myself as a musician. I want to get yeah. treated just like everyone else. Yeah. But when, in particular, when when younger girls come up to me and they're like, dude, it is so fucking awesome to see you That's up there true. with you guys. And I'm like, for real? And 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 when they, <laughs> when they like take time out of whatever they're doing um, in that moment at a performance or whatever, and they stop me to tell me things like that, I feel like whatever tiny amount of impact I've had on in their lives or in for them at that moment is so special to me. And I'm hoping that, that more of that representation can get to other females, younger females that are like, okay, if she can do that, so can I, you know, yeah. it's not beyond anyone to be a musician or to be a good musician. It just takes hard work and dedication. Yeah. Now, listen, I, I have two young daughters and I can. So regardless of gender, anyone can do it. Yeah, yeah. I have two young daughters, and I can tell you, it definitely matters. And and oh, and with that, I think she, uh, me little. I think her phone died. Maybe. Yeah, she'll she'll come back. I'm glad we got that 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 uh, her her her, uh, her honest thoughts there. So so let's talk about your new recordings. I have to say, um, because I I'm I'm also a fan of of a lot of different Latin rhythms. Your run from hell song is so incredibly well crafted and well arranged thank you everything about I, I truly truly love that song so 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 touch on touch on who who wrote that song and, and touch on um i know that you had a second single that i'm forgetting right now that was just recently also put out there um but but talk about the plan with, with your new recordings uh, so the first question was who um who kind of like created a song right yes uh, um usually the process is well not every time right but a lot of times i like to um i like to bring the foundation so i'll bring like the chords you know on guitar and i'll be like hey man, can you please you know give me a give me a cool horn line and then hey mario can you know let, let, let's work on a cool you know some lyrics or whatever so um you know i think i even stated earlier in, in the conversation where we really just like to stack ideas Stack ideas. Collaborative effort. I don't know what happened. That's okay. You're I back. I don't know what was the last thing you heard. No, no, no. We, we, you, you actually you, cut out at the Yeah, you completed your thought. It was perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. It was almost as though like a mic drop and you're out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's for me. That's called show business, motherfuckers. Hey. Right. <laughs> right. Can, we, can we curse Eric, by the way? 
Oh, yeah. oh yes, hey, no holds barred. I've been holding back so hard, you have no idea. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, you can you can say whatever you want. Uh, what was your second question? Sorry, what was the part B of that question? Well, the second part was just what. What would you reiterate the question so that? Oh yes, so Samila, so, 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 the the question was about the, the the songwriting type process in the band, um, in general, and then and then secondly is what can fans expect from um the new the new recordings because i i was given such a great compliment i i love the run from hell album, uh song um i I, th I think it's really perfectly arranged and crafted so oh, awesome thank Please. you for saying that um uh, you're asking what what our our songwriting process is like yes like individually or just as a group collectively like are there primary songwriters uh, yeah, I would say the prong, uh, primary songwriters would be Eric and Mario. They definitely come in with like, you know, a skeleton. You know, they, they come with rough lyrics or like chord progressions and stuff like that. Um, I usually uh, look to Ivan. I, like I he's like my leader. Um, whatever he whatever ideas he kind of brings in, I kind of try to join in and and harmonize with him. Um I think just in general, everyone brings their own kind of flavors and backgrounds and all that kind of meshes together. And, you know, and our songs definitely go through like evolutions. Like, you know, at first we're like, okay, that's done. And then we won't touch it for months and then we'll come back to it. And it sounds completely different because someone forgot this or that, or someone added something else. So it's random, it's random, but it's fun. Right. Speaking of Ivan, I don't know if he deliberately. He's still on. Oh, there he is. Does that work? Oh, nice. He's on. He's on. He's on the move. Yeah, I am. Getting paid to chat. I love exactly. it. All good. Uh, all good. Uh, Eric, sorry, still sorry. Part B, you said. Um, what about what's coming? Right. Yes. Yes. You're. You're exciting. You're recording. What's to be expected? Hmm. What's um, not to be expected? Yeah. So I think, um, well, I think Mario really wants to. He, I know, I he want, I know he's trying to talk about this one. I, I'm not, I don't actually. I, I just, ah. look, look, really, really, again, like I mentioned earlier, I think um, there's a lot that's, there's a lot. And, and, and there's a lot of like diversity in what we're playing. There's a lot of like uh, different sounds. But um, if, if my focus is the second album, I think. We're doing more reggae than anything, right? Yes, yeah, so on the second album, a lot more reggae yeah. than anything. You know, right. a lot of storytelling. Yeah. Uh, you know, songs that folks can definitely relate to. So we're super excited. Uh, early 2024. We don't want to say a date yet, but early 2024, it's coming. And um, this is uh, okay. I'm trying to hold this back, but I gotta tell you guys, man. Tell us. Crazy enough. I, I, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but crazy enough, the guys, you know, I, I watch them, we watch each other. We're really excited for a third album. We're, we're really, really excited we're really for a third album. And, and again, and see, look, I think I think I this is subject to change, but um, with Scott and Reggae always at the core, core, right? It's always at the core. The exciting thing about the, uh, you know, even second too, second and third album is the branching out. You know, you you might hear Blanco Negro do something that you are totally out of out of the out of a different lane, like different genre, different influences. So again, we're trying to show that we can do it all. And but again, you know, we're born in in the sky, Rock City Red community. That's always going to be the core. But there might be some different influences. There might be a whole different genre. So 
we love that we can just do it all. That's that I don't know, man. Maybe I'll speak for myself, but that's super fun about music being able to touch everything, you know. Absolutely. Um, some folks and um, some folks are a lot more purist than us, and I think that's awesome. That's cool. They're so good at what they do. Um, for a long time, I think we were battling that. You know, we were kind of wrestling with the idea, like we wanted to be pure, right? But it's just like goodness, there's just so many cool genres out there. We just we have fun with all of them, yep. including the, the niche that we're in now. So I said, guys, like let's do it all, man. And and again, second second and third albums. We're, this is really early talk, but we're really excited for everything coming. So Mario's not, you know, he's really not off track in what he's saying, but we have a lot coming. So we appreciate, you know, we're excited for everything. I'm I'm trying to bite my tongue too. I don't want to say too much, but yeah. <laughs> so okay. today, so today, how many uh full length albums you have? As we now speak, we yeah. have one full length album. Yeah, one full length, but then you have you've you've started releasing singles. Right? Yes, yes, for, for the oh. second album. For the second album, right? Run from hell, and what was the second one that ju- that was? Hola just- señorita. Hola señorita. Yeah. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and and the process for this second album is going to be rolling out singles, I just, and then at a certain point, the, the entire album is that is that kind of the plan? Mm-hmm. Sir, yes, yep. sir, that's the plan. All right. Well, admit to your mailing list. I think I um <laughs> yeah. Admit. will give you some spins on his, I on think his I numerous. Right. I that would be awesome. That would be one, two, so three, cool. four different radio programs. Right? Four or five. So <laughs> six, <laughs> seven, eight. <laughs> That'd be cool. I like that idea. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, we're gonna no, hold you to that. that right? We're gonna hold you to that. Yeah, you know, uh. Oh yeah, right. Uh, we're gonna keep telling. We're not gonna forget that you said that, okay, Mister. Oh no, 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 no. It's not hard. It's not hard, man. Trust me. <laughs> Nancy knows where to find you. <laughs> you, you got, but you know, uh, unfortunately, I, I, I've been holding this back. You know, I try to reach out to you guys because um, there was a legend coming to town, and I had you guys in a consideration. Nobody replied on social media. On social media. Yeah, let's go take okay. Facebook. I reach out. Fail, guys. Facebook? They've redeemed themselves. Yes, and I think through that interview that we did, and that person kept... Uh, oh, oh, right, yes. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah, how yeah. I said, right. okay, let's let right. you mention, go yes. through nine. Well, that, and that's the perfect segue <laughs> again. Let's circle <laughs> back <laughs> around. Right, to, to January 13th. Uh, what's exciting uh, about that show for you guys? Uh, and what can the audience uh, expect from Blanco Negro on January the 13th, Martin Luther King's birthday weekend? Oh, man. Um, Ken Booth. So, uh, you know, Mario's always, uh, you know, he's always talking. We, we know we talk to Nancy Claude, and we're always talking about, like, not to again, this is, I always have to, like, uh, say disclaimer before anybody says anything the wrong way, but, um, not that LA shows are not fun. LA is our home. It's always fun in LA, right? Mm-hmm. But there's something cool about. Let, let's go to the outside cities real quick, yep. right? Let's go. To, let's go to Pomona real quick. Make us a little uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, we don't want to know anybody out there. Yeah, we want to want to meet some people. Let's play with somebody different, right? And then, and I mean, I mean the, the lineup is stacked too. You know, I I like intimate. Again, I'm talking about myself, but I, I mean, I think most of us we like yeah. intimacy. You know, and you know, there's there's three bands on the on the uh, on the bill like. We have a legend, and we have back by steady, back by steady forty five. So I'm, I'm gonna say it once. So we have two other local, like our personal favorites, our friends. Like these folks are all cool. So it's always this is the kind of show that's really fun. You have a legend, and you have a bunch of friends. You know, it's yeah. like, I don't know how you get better than that. They, they need to expect some energy. 
some some good music, some good sounds, and uh, and then a lot of camaraderie, right? Let's have some drinks. I don't know. <laughs> Probably some storytelling too, because Mario can't help himself sometimes, and he has to tell everyone something about what happened that day. <laughs> That's true. Engage the crowd. But yeah, he has exactly. one secret though. He has one secret. Bring your A game. Hey, yeah. Bring your A game. Yes, sir. Got some homework, boys. Yes, sir. No, it's true. It's true because the, the debonairs are coming back. You know, they they've they've not performed as much over the years. Of, okay. uh, you know, the the unfortunate and really sad loss of, of, of Jason, um, uh, their their longtime bass player. Um, you know, during COVID, Species. coming out of COVID. Um, and then yeah, so so really compared to seeing them, are are as you guys know are just always incredible. Um, Ken always brings his A game mm -hmm. too. So yeah. As a matter of fact, um, steady forty fives are on a level now that even the pioneers want to take them with them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they recently played the back so pioneers. Yeah, I mean, so that's why. Really and truly, bring your A game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have, I, mean, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that you all will. Um, so, so as we near as we near the end here, any anything that we've not touched on, any final thoughts? And this goes for you, Ivan, as well. I know you're multitasking, but anything, Ivan, that you want to share as we as we uh, as we say goodbye here in a few minutes? Uh, yeah. Well, just to touch on the last question, uh, you know it. Uh, that is exactly how Junior Francis said, you know, I'm excited to bring my A game, you know, I'm excited to perform after a cool minute, you know, we played a, it, it's a difference between playing a LA ska scene, you know, like local band, like a jungle show, and the difference between playing uh, with the legend Kambu, the audience says it all, you know, the, the audience is where it's at, like, uh, where we go to a concrete show or even core show, we're expecting, you know, the youth to be in the pit, you know, kind of like a little aggressive or, you know, grooving and stuff like that. But then once we play with like a mature audience, you know, then we kind of, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing people dance, you know, like, hey, like, grab your partner, you know what I mean? Sway them around, you know, like, if our music could do that for you guys, that'll be, that, that makes it, that makes the whole night for me. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> I can't wait. What, what, what about, what about you, um, uh, Mila, any, any, any final thoughts? Um, just looking forward to making an impact and, you know, as we talked about earlier, hopefully some, some, some females are there as well that can, you know, uh, be inspired, yeah, be inspired to also pick up an instrument because, you know, we I, can. I know, I, I, I know they will be, uh, Eric and Mario. Um, man, I'm just excited. Are, are you going to be there by the way? You guys are going to be there, right? I'm not sure if I'm gonna make it. <laughs> of course yeah. we will. Of course, of course. No, no any without Junior Francis. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be mean, there as well. I'll be there. Final as well. thoughts. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I don't even know how to say it, but I mean, just as simple as thank you guys so much for, um, you know, this invite to to play with a legend. I will say, Mr. Junior Francis, that, um, I can't say we've had. And not to throw on anybody on the bus, right? But I don't think we've had too many invites to play with um with legends. But you know, as it's happening, it's really nice to be um invited to play with them. And um, thank you guys for what you do. This is amazing. We've been thank you guys so much for allowing us to tell our story. We've been we've been like dying to tell our story. We're itching to tell our story, and and we're really hoping that 
people are interested in listening and, and, and hopefully people are inspired and um you know we're only that's that's what we're here for too because we have had that feedback of younger folks you know we're relatively young right uh but there's people that are even younger that are teens yeah. that are early 20s they're like dude you guys inspire us like i like how you guys sound i want to sound like that and it's like that that's crazy to me you know that, that, that's that's how we know we did our job yeah that's we did our job and we're here for it you know we're here to and we hope you guys will continue to inspire mm-hmm. younger generation indeed yeah because we, we don't want this this music to go the way of the dinosaurs we want it to yep. continue and, and that's 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 i'm glad you mentioned that similar to practice because you know again established 2009 um there are so many bands that unfortunately for for, for many things that come in life mm-hmm. it just cuts off you know and we have the god-given blessing that we're still going that that to me that's a blessing <clears throat> that we're still together is a blessing because it's just one after another you know they, they drop and because and it, it's not easy yeah. things happen people have families people tragic things happen or uh, different career paths so many things happen we're still able to do this so it's a big big blessing thank you guys so much for uh giving us this platform yeah yeah you guys I, are you know, I've, I've seen it all yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I would be i would be remiss to not so so a few of you have some instruments uh in front of you or next to you any any uh any little taste of anything uh, as we as we as we do the outro of the show? Any any anything you can uh, tap on your guitar, strum on your guitar? Any hand drums? Any 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 sax? Anything like that? <laughs> you guys want to hear something? You guys want to hear something? Yeah, let Mario do it. I'll save my sax for the show. This this this, this actually might be a first as well for uh, the History Valley one on one session. So yeah, so, think of it. so so uh, yeah, and it, it can be brief. Anything at all. Um, I'll just jump into the into the verse here. Somebody can hear, yes, can hear, right? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh. The guitar is not that. Just wanna dance, baby, clap your hands. See, I've been, I've been flying because I'm high on life, and I don't care about nothing but this feeling tonight. Not tomorrow, now you're turning right now, right now. And never just a moment, it'd be right now, right now. And if you wanna Nice. Right, right. 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 Actually, I'm playing yourself. I'm playing tenor sax right now, and that's not what I play with the uh, Blanco oh, Negro. Right. So. Uh, no, that was that was great. That 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 was a treat. And and again, um Eric, Mario, Mila, Ivan, thank you all very much. And again, looking forward to seeing you on January 13th at the Glass House in Pomona. And thanks to the other members who weren't able to make it. Indeed. And um Thank you for having us. Thank thank you guys for staying together. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Continue success as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Indeed. Yes. Happy Mm -hmm. happy to uh, be talking with you all. Junior, thank you as always. Yes. And please follow us at, um, uh, well, this series is produced by uh, Rockery Radio at Rockery underscore radio. And Eric is the headman. And please follow this gentleman at Junior Francis. And we thank you all out there for your ongoing support. Please subscribe to this podcast series and our YouTube channel and follow us at History of LA Scott Instagram and join our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Until next time, be well, everyone. Much love and respect. Likewise. And let's get out and support live music and keep it vibrant, the music we love mm-hmm. uh, so much. 
And until next time. And thanks to all the people, you know, I was in Riverside this past week at uh, concert Roddy. You know, everyone I met said they're watching the podcast. So Indeed. thanks. Mm -hmm. And I happy holidays to you all. Thank okay. you guys so much. Bye. Thank you guys for January 13th. Take care. You Thank too. you, guys. Be well. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you, guys. All right.